You're listening to the Lean Six Sigma for Good podcast. We help you learn how Lean and Six Sigma concepts can be applied to nonprofits, NGOs, and not-for-profit organizations. Visit us at LeanSixSigmaForGood.com. Looks like it was back in November when I did my last podcast, so sorry for the delay there. I want to do a recap from 2021 and give you some updates on what's been happening. So let's start with the podcast itself. Um, back in January, in episode 78, I interviewed Daniel Edge. He provided some information about working with governments and nonprofits. Later on, I talked to John Corliss, a friend of mine who I work with in the Sustainable Development Division of IISD. He talked about lessons learned and applying improvement methods to the public sector. I then talked to Michael Ariola in episode 80. He's discussed how using the scaled agile framework space can transform government and nonprofits. In episode 81, I talked with Lisa Earls. She is helping implement Lean at the University of Michigan. In episode 82, I talked with Claire DeFrisco about improving government, healthcare, and NGOs. Episode 83, I talked with Deandra Wardell about Kata for Good and the hashtag root cause racism. In episode 84, I talked with Gary Vansuch and Corey Niemeyer with the state of Colorado. We talked about their Everyday Innovation and Ideas program. In episode 85, I talked with Brad Jevons about applying lean and agile for people and the planet. Episode 86, I talked with Lauren Nieder about helping nonprofits with process improvement through consulting and volunteering. Episode 87, I talked with my good friend Matt Horvath about applying lean to nonprofits and healthcare. And the last episode was 88, using Toyota Kata to help local food banks with my discussion with Hugh Alley. So if you didn't check out any of those past episodes, go ahead and check them out. They should be in the same feed as this podcast. I was also on a couple other podcasts. So Brad Jevons actually had me on his podcast in October of 2021. And we discussed how we can achieve economic outcomes for an organization while helping our planet. And that was a two-part episode. So I'll have links for those. And I I think I might be able to post those as separate episodes for this. He also talked with Kayvon Zokai, who we've had on as a guest before. So I'm going to link to his episode as well. Because I thought it was pretty good where you talked about Lean and Green. I was also on the Lean Solutions podcast with Patrick Adams in August. We discussed the differences between Lean and Six Sigma and my work with nonprofits and helping improve the environment. I was also invited to talk on the Environmentally Conscious Nation podcast, and we discussed my consulting work and how it can help reduce environmental impacts. And that's a good episode for those who are new to Lean and Six Sigma, as the audience didn't really have that background, so I had to go through and kind of explain it in more detail. I was also on the Lean Effect podcast with Mark DeJong where I talked about how Lean and Six Sigma is beneficial for the environment, specifically going through an electricity reduction project. So again, I'll try to get these as new episodes so you don't have to hunt them down, but I'll also include the links if you want to check it out right now. So that's the summary of the podcast we went through. I did have some other work that was relevant that I wanted to go through here. On the LeanSixSigmaEnvironment.org website, where the podcast is hosted, um, I've also added a few more articles. There's a link called external articles you can look for where if I find anything related to lean and green that is relevant, I'll put that on that by year. 
also have the free Lean Six Sigma environment course, and there are 156 people that went through and signed up for that course. So that's good, but always looking to expand that and, and get more people to take and go through that course. And like I said, it's free, so if you know somebody might be interested or you haven't gone through it yourself, definitely check that out. On the Lean Six Sigma for Good.com website, I've added a bunch of articles. We're up to 551 now. And they cover a lot of different topics from community service to education, equity, food banks, government, healthcare, natural disasters. So if you know any organizations that are in those fields and want to show them some examples of Lean or Six Sigma and how that can help, then look through that site and look for some of those um, specific articles and videos and podcasts. I've also added a free download to that site called Leading Improvements for Social Good. And the subtitle is How Kaizen Event Facilitation Skills Can Increase Your Impact in the Community and Increase Opportunities at Work. So I'm trying to get uh, more people interested in learning how to facilitate Kaizen events and conduct Kaizen events at nonprofits and government agencies. So if you know somebody who might find that interesting or helpful, then you can check that out of the website. There's nothing to sign up for. You just click on the link and it downloads a, a short PDF you can read. We also have volume two of the Lean Six Sigma for Good book. And I only got one chapter added this year. We're up to five total. So I've got three more to go before I close up that particular volume. But I did add a chapter from Steve Bell where he talked about a simple framework for complex problems like dealing with environmental issues. So that's a new one added to the book. You can go and download the book and pay for it now, and then you get the extra chapters for free at whatever price it is right now. And then we've got volume one that's already complete that you can check out as well. Volume one is also available through Audible and through Amazon if you want a physical copy. And I'll probably work on finishing out volume two in early 2022, and then maybe starting on volume three by the end of next year. I might have mentioned this in another podcast, but I did move from Portland last year. So about a year ago, I moved to St. Louis, and I've been here since last November. So, But I, I'm still tied in with the Lean Portland group as we've been meeting virtually, so I can continue to support and help out. One of the big initiatives that we did this year was put together smaller projects to go work with nonprofits and try to connect the people up with those in, who work for a company as the volunteers and make it more bite-sized so that we can get more focus around these projects instead of some of the longer duration projects we've had. So I'm gonna to link to a video summarizing these smaller projects with three different organizations, Free Geek, Solve, and Portland Fruit Tree Project. So I think you'll enjoy the format for that and how they were able to um, condense these projects down into something more bite-sized and also more ideal for volunteers. We also had our first virtual unconference on December 7th, where we went through a series of different topics around how can we apply these tools to help with our societal and environmental problems. So the format was, for the first 10, 15 minutes, kind of introduce the idea of this unconference. Then there was time to put together a list of topics that people wanted to talk about, and that's defined by whoever shows up. And then there's time to figure out which uh, time slots we'll be going into, and then we did about three rounds of about 30 minutes each where someone would lead the discussion and they'd have a 
you know, just go through those specific topics that they want. And people were free to go and move to different um, rooms that they chose. And then we came back and kind of recapped and summarized. There isn't really a video for this conference, but um, we had a lot of great interactions and discussions, and I think we had 30 to 40 people attend. So let me just read off some of the topics that were discussed. So when we have this next year, if you're interested, you'll check it out and try to attend. So first round of topics, we talked about how Lean can help businesses reduce environmental impact. That was my topic. Then we talked, someone else brought up, they wanted to talk about bringing Lean concepts into the home. Someone else talked about what are some social good successes people can share how to apply continuous improvement methodologies in the public sector for public benefit. And as a new learner, how do you get help with applying, applying lean practices? In the second round, we had topics around lean and nonprofits, like how to start a lean career as a volunteer in the nonprofit organization, learn how to help out charities that are similar in nature and how there's maybe some commonality that could be shared, and extending lean principles in the community as a volunteer. We also had some people look for like how to support, get support for lean, like how do you convince others to adopt practices in your organization? How can we communicate benefits of lean effectively to those with no experience? And then some other topics in that, in that round were how do you get people in a cause-related activity to think about processes? And why are formal lean staff separated from the human resource challenges in an organization? And the third round got into lean and change management and what, has, what works, what doesn't work, how to be lean in a startup environment, um, the issue of predominance of white men as the dominant voice in lean spaces. And so those are some of the things that came up in our, our unconference. So probably have it next year, probably the same time in December. So keep an eye out for that. I'll try to mention that as we lead into the, the event for next year. This year is probably the first year I felt like I started to make some progress on real world projects instead of a lot of this discussion or talking to others about past projects. First one is a lean and green project that I supported. Um, so the last couple of years I've been talking with um, some people at the Department of Ecology in the state of Washington. And they were early involved in some of this lean training that was done through the EPA. I think I've mentioned that before in the past probably about the mid-2000s, they started rolling out this initiative. And they wanted to continue that, and so I've been touching base and talking to some of their contacts there. And we were able to get two companies to sign up. One had to drop out, but one of the companies was able to continue the project, and they were looking to reduce some of the metal that was going into their wastewater and trying to figure out a way to cut that down quite a bit. So what we did is we went through a series of trainings around Lean and Six Sigma tools and concepts on how we can walk through this process. And we conducted weekly meetings to work through the project. It was myself, the environment, safety, and health contact at the company, and some people at Ecology that were the resources. So to combine together, we felt like we had a good team that could help this organization kind of go through and fix some of their issues. One of the nice things that really helped this project was Ecology brought in somebody who had a lot of experience with this particular process of passivation, and they were able to go on site and look at how the process was being done and came up with some really good improvement suggestions for them. So as a result of all this effort, 
Um, it looks like they're going to be able to reduce their nitric acid consumption um, and save a couple thousand dollars, but great, but more importantly, reduce down the amount that they use. There's also reduction of hazardous waste from that process based on how they structured and set up their tanks going forward. And it looks like they're going to reduce about 10 tons from that process, which is excellent. There's also time savings, and I've talked about this before, that you can save time by doing things that are good for the environment. So they have less totes that they have to stage now, and the time to pick up and deal with paperwork, and some of the maintenance is going to be saved. So that's great. Another huge impact was their, they can get more output or more higher capacity now with each run. So they realize they don't need as many tanks as they used to have. And so they don't have to run them as much, and it actually frees up their floor space. And it's going to help them with some more automation, which is actually going to reduce some of their downtime in the future and continue to increase their capacity without spending as much money as they were planning. It's also a safer operation with these changes. So there's fewer tanks to have to maintain, and that's less opportunity for an issue. So again, we want to think about safety as just as important and how we are providing value for people. And roughly, they're going to save about $20,000 in uh, their change-out costs. So that's a pretty great project. I'm trying to help figure out a way we can get this documented a little bit and shared so I can give a little bit more specifics. But that took up quite a bit of the year, meeting once a week for probably eight or nine months. But we're now making – now it's in kind of a maintenance mode, and they're going through a couple stages of implementation. So, again, hope to have – something more formal I can share, so keep an eye out for that. We're also planning to do something similar next year, hopefully get a few more organizations to go through it, and also do some smaller ones for uh, targeted groups or smaller businesses, uh, maybe my minority-owned businesses as well in the state of Washington. So um, it's not as intensive of a project, but maybe we can do some gamble walks or what I call waste walks and have them go through that initiative and look for some opportunities. So I'm pretty excited about with, with these Lean and Green projects. Also worked on a project that turned into an environmental improvement. So this company was just doing some regular cost reduction and noticed that they had a lot of scrap costs due to some of their um, wood processes. And they had a lot of leftover scrap that they weren't taking advantage of. So they went through an online training that I um, involved with. And they learned about lean and, and some of those principles. And then I supported them through their project. So we would meet every other week or so and just kind of check into how they're doing, what do they need help with, where are they stuck, and just kind of help them think through their process and what they wanted to improve and then document it in a way that they could capture and show what they did so they could get their certification. Turned out they had a lot of wood waste from their process that was going to landfill. And their project was there to kind of create a better way to use uh, those pieces instead of just going to grab a new piece of lumber. Um, especially during COVID, the wood prices just skyrocketed. So there was a huge cost benefit by doing that. And it could cut, so it would cut down their um, landfill costs and make it easier to use it in the process. So there's some time savings involved there. So they redesigned the area so they could bring in this new machine that would do a better job of trimming the pieces to the right size. 
And then they did a good job of setting up a visual management system for the wood. So it's easy to find the right size wood. Instead, it was just a big pile of wood in a dumpster. And people didn't have time to go in there and grab it. But now they have it organized so you could just grab the right size. And each size is a different color. So you know, OK, I need about this much size wood. I go to that area, I grab the right piece. So it's quick, easy, and it promotes the reuse. So they built this little supermarket system so that they wouldn't run out of those scrap pieces as well. And so they were able to reduce about $25,000 in landfill costs um, and all the environmental benefits that go with that. They reduced their wood usage and costs by over $200,000 by the way they um, reevaluated the wood that they were using and realized that they didn't have to use the exact wood for that purpose. About a couple thousand dollars in labor savings and $8,000 in reduced scrap. So that was a great little project as well. And then the other piece was I was working with a couple different organizations that are in the nonprofit or not-for-profit sector. Did some work with two that are based on, that are doing education software and testing. So they're providing supplements to school districts for additional learning or homework outside of class for students and making sure they're making progress and improving and so they went through, one of the organizations went through a Kaizen event that I helped facilitate virtually. And the other one, I, I conducted a Greenbelt training for their team. And now they're doing projects and I'm sitting through some of the Colgate reviews for those projects. And then this year I spent quite a few hours working with a nonprofit that does childcare service provider work. So they help process payments that go back to the childcare providers. So they kind of operate like a government agency. And so I helped them with a Kaizen event to help them streamline the distribution and processing of the attendance sheets that they have to fill out so they can get reimbursed. And also just working with some, doing some coaching on kind of the follow-up of some of the Kaizen event activities and doing a little bit of training on the fly and just helping them try to think about what are some of their metrics and goals and vision and where does lean fit into this and what are the, some of the steps we can go through. So that's been a really fun and, and rewarding project to work on. And I think they're seeing that there is a lot of nuances around a nonprofit and how you work with them, but also there's a lot of commonalities that um, apply to any business. Okay, so that's a good summary of the 2021 year. When I look back, I actually made more progress than I realized, didn't get as many podcast episodes out as I wanted. Probably will be about once a month. I was hoping to do more more active than that, but um, yeah, I think just time-wise it's been a little tricky. So I'll probably look for about once a month I'll be posting something. So thank you all for listening. If you have any topics that you're interested in learning about or um, examples you'd like to see or hear about, I can maybe do a little more research and dig those up. I'm just trying to throw out topics that I find interesting and hopefully you'll find them interesting as well, but I'll also take requests. So you can reach out through the LeanSixSigmaForGood.com website or you can contact me on LinkedIn. Again, Brian Hurley, B-R-I-O-N-H-U-R-L-E-Y. And thanks for listening. Hope you have a great end of 2021 and looking forward to a great 2022. Thanks. Are you interested in learning more about Lean and Six Sigma? Or are you looking to expand your existing skills to apply them to environmental impacts at your work or in the local community? 
Check out our free online course called Lean Six Sigma and the Environment on thinkific.com. We'll teach you about the lean forms of waste and waste walks, which stands for water, air emissions, solid waste, toxins, and energy. We'll go over examples of reducing electricity and solid waste, teach you how to involve your facilities and environment safety and health personnel. We'll provide guidance on how to green your 5S and lean Kaizen events and many other tools specific to finding environmental opportunities. Learn more at lean6sigmaenvironment.org.